This podcast is brought to you by CATV, building community in the Upper Valley through media. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Shelf Help, a podcast where booksellers help you answer one of life's trickier, and we argue most important questions, what to read next. I'm Lisa, co-founder of The Book Jam, a nonprofit designed to help you find your next great book. And I'm joined by fabulous owners of three amazing independent bookstores. I'm Allie. I own Still North Books and Bar in Hanover, New Hampshire. I'm Carrie. I'm one of the co-owners of the Yankee Bookshop in Woodstock, Vermont. I'm Emma. I'm one of the co-owners of the Norwich Bookstore in Norwich, Vermont. And I'm Sam, the other co-owner of the Norwich Bookstore in Norwich, Vermont. And if you've heard us before, you know our episodes answer questions from listeners. So please send your reading dilemma to shelfhelpuv at gmail.com or use your preferred social media method to reach any of these three amazing independent bookstores. We will do our best to answer all questions we receive in an upcoming episode. And with that, we are jumping into the recommendations in Book Talk. For this episode, each bookseller has been asked to discuss one book they recommend And in this case, the question we received that we are answering came from Instagram, from someone who used a handle. I don't know. What do you call it on Instagram? Is it your name? Is it your handle? Is it your... I think a handle or a username. Your username of TK. I always look to Emma for like... For all the social social media media questions. It is really funny because I looked at her too. I don't know. Can you tell me what a tag hash is? (laughs) (laughs) You seem so competent. That's why, Emma. So anyway, TK wrote to us on Instagram and said... I think that means name TK, like name to come. Name to come? TK? Got it? As in... As they, in, do as we know the origin? Do you guys know the origin of the term TK? Can I share my nerd yes, knowledge really share quickly? your nerdiness. I so, didn't know that it's in all the galleys, like TK, mm-hmm. to come or to... Yeah. Have you ever wondered why it's not TC? Because... To come is not with TK. a K. Are you telling it's me come. I don't spell come with a K? <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing it Usually no. <laughs> so apparently, and somebody please fact check me on this, it originated as a term in journalism in the editing process. TC looks a lot like the word two. So before it was digital, oh. if you were scanning with your eyes, you could easily miss TC, whereas TK There's not a lot of words that have that combination, so it's really easy to catch. Okay, we can stop now because we've learned, right? We're done. (laughs) Like, yeah. So someone sent in a question (laughs) via Instagram. This is like episode seven that we recorded where we couldn't remember the name of the person. (laughs) (laughs) They are looking for a favorite, best ways to get out of a reading slump. And I'll start this off because I, who love books and will read anything, am in a reading slump. I have been having the hardest time getting involved in almost any book I pick up, even books that normally I would be so excited to read. And I recently got out of my reading slump by starting to read new children's books, like fourth, fifth, and sixth grade level chapter books. And I think they're working for me because I feel like I've accomplished something because you can read them very quickly. And the newer authors or the people who are writing today tend to write about things that I know nothing about. So there's a lot of information and Frank talk about a lot of things that are happening in the world that we just didn't have when I was a fourth, fifth, or sixth grader. And I am super appreciative of that. So that is how I've kind of gotten out of my reading slump, and I cannot wait to hear the four of you 
talk about what you would recommend for this Instagram person who is in a reading slump and needs some good ways to get out of it. Jump in. I'm not going to call on anybody. I'll jump in. So Allie, go. I think the first step is acceptance. Mm. Like any problem, you must accept (laughs) that you are in a reading slump. Stop Uh, beating yourself up. If you're beating yourself up about your reading slump, you're not going to be able to have the focus to sit down and read a book. Uh, But in all honesty, um, I can relate to this. I feel like I've been in kind of a three-year-long reading slump since opening the store, which is a sad reality of opening a bookstore. Many booksellers experience it. You kind of have a lot less time to read. Contrary to popular belief, we don't just read all day. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, I have kind of been in an on and off reading slump for a while now. And this past weekend actually had a weekend and I was like, I am just going to read a book. And I decided I am going to totally ignore my TBR pile. I'm not going to read what a rep has asked me to read or an editor who I love their book coming out. I'm just going to go to the bookstore and I'm going to look only at books that there's no marketing related reason for me to read. And I'm just going to pick out something that just is speaking to me and I'm going to read it. I think part of this is recommend me a book, but part of it is how do I get out of a reading slump? And it's, I think only you know how to get out of your reading slump and you should just find a book that is speaking to you and just sit down and read it. I think I found a book that is actually a pretty good recommendation. It is called Sisters by Daisy Johnson. Have any of you guys read it? I have not. It is, shockingly, about two sisters. Didn't see that coming. I know. It's full of twists like that. There are some surprises. But it's told from the point of view of these sisters. You get some extra points of view thrown in along the way. They were living in Oxford with their mother and following a traumatic bullying incident at their high school. They're, I want to say, like 16, 17. They moved to this seaside town in England. And the details of that bullying incident are kept super vague. The sisters are super, super close, like to the point where like the only thing that matters is each other. They're not well socialized with the other children, (laughs) which hence the bullying incident. But over the course of the book, we kind of get a stronger sense of one of these sisters and the details start to come out slowly. It's definitely literary thriller. It's short, so it's the right amount of disorienting. The language is not so obscure that you don't have an entry point into it. And it's completely gorgeous. Super well written. Daisy Johnson, the author, is actually the youngest man booker nominee ever. She was born in 1990. It's really moody. And this house that they're in is just spooky, sad, depressed house that is totally reflective of the inner state of of our three main characters the two sisters and their mother and you can just like see the house like it's super well portrayed and I kind of raced through it like I finished it in less than 24 hours which is not a thing that has happened for me it was very satisfying and it just kind of made me be like oh reading's not so hard (laughs) (laughs) well and I feel like reading slumps it really kind of depends why you're in that slump like is it just that you can't find a book that you like like and you just keep trying lots of different books I have two spectrums of advice. Give up. Take a break. It's okay. You don't have to read. Or keep trying, but try lots of different books. Don't be afraid to stop reading a book. You don't have to finish a book. There are way too many books in the world to feel like you need to finish a book you're not enjoying. Just get more bookmarks. We will give you bookmarks. Yeah, you can always go back to it. We've got lots of bookmarks. Because we always go back 
to books that we stopped reading. I don't know. I yeah, personally. Yeah, definitely. I, for sure. I, yeah. Of course we do. Yes. <laughs> I'll finish. If it makes you feel better about yourself saying that you'll go back to it, that is one great way to give up on reading a book. <laughs> but also, I would say read something totally out of your comfort zone. Like read something that you just wouldn't necessarily read, a different genre, pick up a comic book if you normally read novels. Or, on the other end of the spectrum, reread something. Read something that you loved. I personally go back to Shirley Jackson's Life Among the Savages like once or twice a year, as I've mentioned on the podcast before. That's a great way to get out of a slum. Romance novels, just like a book where you kind of know generally what's going to happen and that like in the end everything's going to work out. I agree. Like That's definitely how I tend to look for something where I kind of know what I'm going to get is definitely one of my strategies. I've found success personally with like mystery novels because I know that there's going to be at least theoretically something for my brain to chew on. I don't necessarily need a guaranteed resolution to a book to get me out of a slump. But Our tastes are like opposite. Yeah. I do need some idea of like quote unquote genres like for instance mystery novels are going to give some kind of basic structure so you sort of know what you're getting into and sometimes that can be sort of comforting i'd also say i've had a lot of luck with fast-paced non-fiction especially diving into subjects that i don't know a ton about or that i know just enough to know i'm interested in sometimes i've just gone for things that i don't have any knowledge of whatsoever because i feel like i'm learning something there is kind of this like i know that my reading slump is really really bad when i'm like what's the point of fiction? Like, this isn't real. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, That's dark. time for some, <laughs> that, some that does ha- No, that does happen, though, sometimes. There's I have, a lot I've of points to fiction. That. I'm mostly a fiction reader, disclaimer. Yeah. But it, you're I just pointing out that you know that you're in a I bad the, place yeah. when that is your where your mind well, is gone. we all read professionally here at this table, and so that's a lot of input. Do y'all have any idea how many books are published in a year? It's a lot. I don't it's have so any many. idea. It's... It's so many. A crap ton is the... (laughs) It it is. Metric. Actual Metric crap ton. It can be a lot. So, you know, I can't imagine why anyone in the world would feel overloaded or overwhelmed with the sheer amount of stimulus and input in their lives these days. So, you know, sometimes you just kind of need to switch lanes. So did you have a specific book, Sam, that you would recommend? The most recent reading slump that I was in that I got knocked out of was The Verifiers, which I think I've talked about on a previous episode of this podcast by Jane Peck, which is sort of a mystery novel that follows a very traditional Raymond Chandler sort of format, but has a very refreshing premise and interesting characters. I think that Riverman by Ben McGrath actually recently pulled me out of reading slump as well. I'm not sure if that was like a full-on slump that I was in, but I mean, that's another thing that I find personally very comforting as a theme is just the complete freedom of unfettered travel. Some people probably heard me wax poetical previously about The Sunset Route by Carrot Quinn, which is a great, great memoir that came out last year that deals partially with riding freight trains through the American West, which is a very, very dangerous activity that you should never attempt. (laughs) But it was very, very enjoyable to read about and kind of almost relaxing. But there is no horizon, just keep going. Theme is one that I find great comfort in when I'm not sure what else to read, and Riverman really had that as well. I think that kind of popped me out of a maybe a half slump. 
three-quarter slump. We're involving math in our podcast. It's for all sorts of literacy. Math literacy, reading literacy. We're a STEM podcast. Common Core. (laughs) Steampunk. We can like go full circle here. Carrie, what about you? Uh, I'm going to be really boring and just kind of second what everyone else has already said. It's not boring. We just got to it first. You know, (laughs) (laughs) that's what happens when you go last. It's a varied thing, right? I think it very much is the state of mind that you're in when you're in the reading slump. And yes, you have to acknowledge, okay, that's where I am. Do I need something comfortable or do I need to completely shake things up? When I need something comfortable, I always go short Mm -hmm. if I can, because it's important to feel like you've accomplished something. So I have a couple of favorite short story writers, one of whom is Karen Russell. Mm. And I will often go back to St. Lucy's Home for Girls Raised by Wolves and pick a story out of there. They're strange and pretty and weird, and they just hit all the right notes for me. In fact, I actually still have not finished her most recent short story collection, Vampires in the Lemon Grove, which was out quite some time ago because I save her stories for when I'm in a slump. I hate to tell you this, but I don't even think that's her most recent short story collection anymore. It is Orange World, and that's the one that I meant. I still have stories from Orange World. Nice. Thank you. <laughs> Yay, we I like got the there. collective brain here. That was I good. I started that one. Oh, it's, there's tornado farming. Wow. Say no more. Mm-hmm. Something weird is generally my comfort zone or like YA romance, like you said, especially if it's witchy. But then also I remember to Sam's point about going to nonfiction sometimes and Allie's point about giving up on fiction at times when I'm in a really bad place. (laughs) I had a really great experience reading The Electric Woman by Tessa Fontaine, which was part memoir dealing with the illness of a parent simultaneously her running away from everything and joining a sideshow and learning how to be an electric woman with the last remaining sideshow that travels the country. They are still in service because I looked them up two months ago. Thinking of running away or just for research? (laughs) (laughs) A little too personal. Okay. (laughs) I've always wanted to learn some of those tricks. There you go. Right? Okay. Who wouldn't want to be able to bust out sword swallowing at some point? I don't know. Fire eating. Fire eating. Any of that. There's all sorts of stuff. So what do you do in your free time? (laughs) Let me show you. It's funny. I ended up reading that one. This is how marketing works. A rep had sent it to me and I kind of set it aside. When I found it again, it was packaged with a set of fishnet stockings. (laughs) Wow. Brilliant marketing. And that, I think, was why I picked it up. I don't think I've even opened them. Okay. Because they had the book cover on the packaging, too. So I was like, these are pretty great. I'm going to save them. For some (laughs) occasion. (laughs) One of these Halloweens, who knows. It's all about the mindset that you're in when the slump happens, I think. Whether you need something comfort or going back and revisiting an author or a book that you will reread if you are a person who rereads or completely shaking things up. Yeah. So thank you, anonymous person on Instagram for this. I'm going to add one because... I'm remembering about 20 years ago, perhaps, Lisa Cotto, who is my partner in the book jam, I was in a huge reading slump. I could not handle the news. It was horrific. And I felt that every book I picked up was equally (laughs) horrific. I just needed something that was happy, but not stupid. I didn't want something that was going to insult my intelligence, but that would leave me feeling happy when I closed the book. She has an interest in France. She's lived in France. She speaks French fluently. And she is a fan of the author Anna Gavalda, who is apparently a very popular writer in France. And one of her books at the time that had come to the States was a book called Hunting and Gathering. And it is about a flat in Paris 
that is populated by a mismatched group of people who sort of find each other and they come in and out of each other's lives. I cannot tell you any more about the plot than that. That's I do a not, lot to remember. But I do, I do not remember anything specific about what happened other than it made me feel so good to live with these people in this flat in Paris for the 24 hours it took me to finish the book. And I closed it and I felt really good. And then I was able to read from that point on. Mm. And for, I would say, five years, anyone I knew who had a birthday got that book for their birthday present. Mm. So if you look at the Norwich Bookstore records, (laughs) at some point, about 20 to 15 years ago, there was a steady stream of copies of Hunting and Gathering by Anna Gavaldo that was going out the door. And I promise you, I probably bought every single one of them to give to people. And it managed to shake my doldrums for the news, which I think many of us are probably feeling right now, mm-hmm. and get me back reading. I have no idea if this has any connection, but that made me think of one of the comic books that I love to go back to, Giant Days by John Allison and a bunch of other people, mm. is like watching a sitcom. It doesn't have like much of a plot, but it is about these three women who are British, they meet on like the first day of university and they become best friends and the rest of the series is just about their hijinks. And I've read, I don't know, volume one, like what, 10 times. It is so funny and like lovely and sweet. I feel like if there are any showrunners out there listening to us, (laughs) there you go. This is your new adaptation. And so with that, we end this episode. Shelf Help is brought to you by The Book Jam, a nonprofit designed to help readers find their next great book, CATV, Upper Valley Media Community, and these three fabulous Upper Valley bookstores, Yankee Bookshop in Woodstock, Vermont, The Norwich Bookstore in Norwich, Vermont, and Still North Books and Bar in Hanover, New Hampshire. If you've got a reading dilemma, you can email us a question or send us a voice memo at shelfhelpuv.com at gmail.com that's shelfhelpuv at gmail.com or you can contact any of these three fabulous stores using your preferred social media method we're here to help your shelves thanks for being with us see you next time on shelf help thank you for listening to catv podcasts if you found this episode interesting and would like to find more upper valley content at catv please visit our website at catv8.org. That is C-A-T-V, the number eight, dot org. You can find all of our podcasts under the listen section on our homepage.